Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. When will my reflection show? We don't have to go into Lost, Lost Metal. Metal yet. We can just go over. But we can. I mean, we can. Let's see how it's going So, so the con. The con. Dragonsteel con. We are, we are back from Dragonsteel con. It has been a month, roughly. Almost a month. And who knows when this will actually be edited. Yeah, and up so, on the, the side. But anyway. Probably next regardless. June. And then, um, just kidding. Uh, so, I liked it. It was overall enjoyable. Yes. Um, I think that there were, I would say straight off the bat, I think there were more people there than they were expecting. There were more people there than they were expecting, and like I said while we were waiting in the line, a very selfish part of me wished they didn't open up more tickets. They didn't get to the maximum amount of tickets that they had offered. Right. There were still like 500-something, um, I assume. I mean, people could have bought it at the door, and that's fine. Um, but there were a lot of people, um, and there were a lot of people wanting to go to many of the events. Yes. Let me say this. I am hoping with future ones they are going to rent more of the convention center. I hope so, too. And have bigger rooms for the panels and things like that. Either bigger rooms or have the panels happen several times. Yes. Um, So, I mean, but we could could armchair coach all day. Oh, oh, I Um, know, but it was... It was enjoyable. There, um, was a, there was a good variety of merchandise. And yep. um, although what I didn't know, we got in line and then I thought it was the line to go in to get the merchandise, but it was the line to pay for the merchandise uh, for the Dragonsteel booth. Right. Um, but you up? discovered that partway through. Yeah. So, so when I came back, I held your spot and you went and it wasn't. In. Yeah. And it wasn't so bad, but uh, that, that was something that I wasn't prepared for. Um, they had a lot of cool lost metal uh, tie-ins, mainly the, the the clips and the boxing. Yes, um, which I liked on a large scale because of the fact that it gave people the option to get some merch, even if they didn't have any money. That's right. I liked that a lot. I actually, I really wish more cons would do that because it gives people the opportunity to take something home even if all they had was the money to attend the con and nothing else. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, there were a lot of authors there. Yes. Um, and I haven't been to a book con before, so uh, you can purchase the books there usually and they'll sign them for you right there. Right. Uh, so I've got books signed by Brian McClellan and Charlie Holmberg and Dan Wells. I'm also going to say that I'm going to have to listen to the rest of the Skyward series before the next con. I'm going to have to listen to all of the Skyward series. Well, okay. I say listen. I read the first one. I see. Straight read, not audiobook. Like, just... Yeah. Because it's a young adult. It wasn't that much to get through. Yeah. Um, But I, I feel like I'm going to have to now listen to the rest of it, because if the next year's con is going to deal with primarily the Skyward series. Which because, it is. Which it is, yeah. 
then I'm going to need to become more familiar. Yes. I read the first one, and I think I got partway, maybe a third of the way through the second one. So what I might just do is actually look on Hoopla or whatever and see if they have... Because it, it's a few years old now. Yeah. I feel I like the, library. the audiobooks, yeah, would be probably pretty um, available. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have no ties to Skyward at all. Uh, it was not bad. So if we didn't go to the con, I probably wouldn't be upset. Um I don't have time. Okay, let me say this. I'm going to go more to the con for the panels yeah. and the other authors available there That's and things fair. like that. I'll freely admit, yeah, my Skyward, eh, it was okay. The first one was pretty good. Um, I I actually kind of liked the twist a little bit. Okay. There's a bit of a twist in don't the first one. It. I'm not going to, please. Thank you. Um, but uh, I did kind of like it. Um but I will also say that, um, yeah, if I if I go to the con next year, I'll be going because it's Dragon Steel Con, and there's still probably going to be some. There's still going to be a lot of Cosmere stuff. stuff. Yeah, so plus, a lot of... plus next year's con is going to be straight or smack dab in the middle of the release of the Secret Projects. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I feel like that's probably going to... That's fair. Have Lots an of impact discussions. On it. Yeah, so, so I feel like... I feel like at least next year we're probably going to want to go to, even if, it doesn't, even if it's not directly for the release of a Cosmere book. That's fair. Um, what I will say is that driving um, is not the preferred way of doing that anymore. No, no. We will fly next year. We will we will plan ahead, and we will fly next year. Yep, we're going to fly next year. Uh, uh, we will buy our tickets significantly early. We will book our hotel room significantly early. Yep. Actually, I didn't mind Holiday Inn. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, I, I felt the room was fine. Yeah. Uh, I felt it did a good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was cool seeing Brandon Samson in person. Uh-huh. Wish we would have gotten the selection to get signed stuff. And meet him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is an unfortunate byproduct of him being so popular. Uh, I will say that it was nice that uh, a lot of the signed copies of The Lost Metal were still available. Yes, that they had. Yeah, and they weren't the numbered ones, so they had, I mean. Right. I don't so, know. So I didn't I have a pre plan for that, but that was smart. Yeah, I didn't have a numbered one, but I still got a signed copy. Yeah. So. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. They had a lot to do. They had a lot of booths. Did I, did I, yeah. I mean, and one of the reasons that I want to go next year is that I think I will be more prepared yeah. for what that, what the convention is going to look like. Right. Um, and, and how, the, oh, also something that I didn't know. Uh, one of the booths is they were taking boxings for food items. Which I think was also really good. Huh. Yeah, because, like, if somebody's hungry, and again, they only had enough money to attend, like, I am going to say, I think that the boxing idea, of course, it's going to be different for each one. I think that needs to be a staple of any convention ever. Hmm. Personally. 
I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to say a point blank. I think that needs to be, honestly, something that every convention does. That's fair. Sure, it's not going to be available for all. You can't go buy books with any of the boxings. Right. That's fine. You could be entered to raffles. Yeah, you could be. But, like, I couldn't have gone up to Dan Wells' booth and said, hey, here's some boxing. Give me one of your books. But I feel like what they had set up was great. I, I, like, it was so understated, but so fucking brilliant. Yeah. And maybe it's my fucking socialist, you know. It's probably that. Uh, sentiments and everything. Yeah. But I still feel like it. As somebody who has gone to cons and only had enough money to go to the con, having something like that to get something to bring home with me. would have mattered a lot in some of the previous cons I went to. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, and we'll have to look out for the next, like, game thing they have, because there was the hats. There was the hats, yes. With with the different uh, yeah. QR codes on them. That's right. Which I found initially. I found one. And I had no idea what the fuck it was. I was like, oh, somebody's lost their hat. Why is there a QR code attached to it? Whatever. Because I was, I had called, uh, I had called Lily. Okay. Uh, and I was sitting next to that window and I saw the hat and I was like, oh. And then literally like maybe 10 minutes later, I walked over and you're like, oh yeah, there's this game thing with the hats and QR codes. And I'm like, oh, I know where one of those are. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was um, fun. There was, uh, yeah, a lot of people, lots to do. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't get sick. Not with, like, COVID or anything, but just in general. Yeah. Um, it felt very squinched at the uh, release party. Yeah, uh, that was, as I said, I'm I'm hoping they will plan for more Yeah. in the next convention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the Blue Lemon was actually pretty good. On as an aside, that was yeah. that was a pretty good restaurant. Yeah, um, I like Nacho Daddy. Yo, oh god, yeah, okay, yeah, you're you're not wrong. That was it's really good. We're it, next time we go, we're going back there. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, the convention was fun. I liked it. Yep. I liked the fact that there were so many other authors there, including ones I had apparently read. I did not That's realize right. that the yeah the, paper the, glass, the paper magician author was yeah there. So yeah, a lot of good panels too. Yeah, a lot of good panels. the The romance one was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that was probably the best one. Yeah, honestly, it really was. Um, I was not actually wholly impressed with the editing one. No, and and unfortunately, a lot of people um, took Q and A opportunities to turn it into a "How do I get published?" Right, which uh, is like which was stupid. Yeah, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I don't like calling things stupid. I don't like saying people were stupid, but it's stupid. Yeah, if you go into a panel for how to rewrite the classics and you ask a question about how to get published. Yes. If you're asking about how to get published, retelling the classics, that's one thing. Right. If you're just like, how many words should my book be? Like, go 
read what Sanderson and others have lovingly put on the internet. If you haven't done that, you are steps behind where you need to be. Yeah. That information is there. If you, if maybe, and maybe I am being too harsh, and that's the first time that little thought has ever popped in your head, in which case I apologize. But it was stupid how yeah. many times the panels turned into a how do I get published Q&A. I agree, because they were specific panels about specific things. Like, honestly, retelling the classics, uh, <clears throat> I have been inspired that there's a, a thought percolating in my head. Okay. Because I, I, I am already well aware of the time variance between the two things I am going to be mashing together here. But I don't care. Okay. Which is a uh, book combining Robin Hood and King Arthur. I got a headache. Here's the thing. They are both such fictional characters. Yeah. With such... Like, not set in stone... Like, most of what we have of King Arthur right now is fan fiction of the original story. Sure. So, like, we can do whatever the fuck we want with the characters. Yeah. Like, Robin Hood. Why is he called Robin of Loxley? Nobody fucking knows. Nobody fucking knows. That doesn't even have any premise with the idea of one of the later canons of him being the the son of an earl that was, like, exiled from his lands or whatever. Like, it wasn't the Earl of Loxley. So, like, we can do whatever we want with the characters. Yeah. And I feel like a mashup of, like, like replace Good King Richard and Prince John with Arthur and Mordred and... Yeah. That'd be it, cool. It works perfectly. Sure. And they're such fictional characters with such loose, you know, time eras in which they exist that I don't see an issue with combining the two. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, back towards Sanderson bits. Um, yeah, sorry. There's some, no, there's some, uh, updates. Um, one of the major ones is that for the secret projects, um, and some people are getting their titties twisted over this, uh, they are going to release about a month after each of the books is going to release to be bought, traditional publishing. Right. Uh, about a month after this the Kickstarter release. Yes, but the shipping may be significantly later as well. So the ship and and so what they are are like they're not the premium editions that the Kickstarter right. is getting. Right, exactly. Um, so I have zero issue with that. Right. But some like, people do have an issue with I that. know, and I don't get it. Like I understand that we it's an elitist thing. Like it's an elite, yeah. I want these stories to be available to more people than just those who back the Kickstarter. Yep, that's fair. Um, a like, second... we're getting premium signed hardcover editions with, like, art, you know, art, and that's not... Hmm? They're not signed. The Omnibus of the White Sand is signed. Okay, maybe that's what I'm getting yeah. on. But anyway, regardless, we're getting, like, hardcover special edition versions yeah. of the books. I don't mind if you make the, you know, different regular editions of the book available to somebody who wants to read them. We're right. all enjoying these stories. And Let they, people enjoy the stories. They said it from the beginning that that was always a possibility. Right. So, uh, but they have stated that the cover material 
for the first secret project came in much later. So there is a probability that for January's book release, um, some people may not get it during January. Okay. So the audiobook, which is being delivered, right. and the ebook are available from what I've read day one. Oh, January 1st. For those interested as well, apparently they did get um, Kate Redding and... Michael Kramer. Michael Kramer to do three of the four secret projects. That's right. So Michael Kramer does the first one. Right. And then the two of them are doing two and three. Right. um, Which is maybe spoilers for the most anal retentive people out there. Uh, Too late, you already heard it. Okay. (laughs) And then... I mean... um, yeah, so so the last one is going to be whatever. I yeah. don't I don't know what that's going to be, but not do I. Um, At it, the same time, while I would have appreciated seeing them potentially get other narrators for the secret projects, I will say for the unit or for the um, that's what I'm looking for uniformity. Yeah, of a listening experience. I do appreciate that they got Michael Kramer and Kate Redding to do the secret projects. I agree. Because, you know, it's been their voices throughout all of it. Like, but, like, I mean, except for... Um, Elantris. Elantris. Yeah. The, the Mistborns. And, the Way of and Kings. Warbreaker. Warbreaker was yeah, Warbreaker was somebody else. That's right. But they were both really good. They were both really good, yeah. Um, but, you know, Mistborn, Way of Kings, all the short stories. Yeah. Um, and so for the uniformality of the listening experience of Six of... Yeah, like, I, I do appreciate the fact that they got them for the Secret Projects. Because yeah. considering they are going to be the voice actors going forward for Dragonsteel and for Mistborn Era 3... For Way of Kings Era 2. So we hope. I mean, you know, God willing and... The creek don't rise? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh, and then for the White Sands Omnibus, um, there are... There have been a lot, a lot of setbacks and a lot of community members upset. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But... Uh, I mean, I guess rightly so, because it's now been like six months since we were yep. promised. And so there was a drought of updates, and so now there's an avalanche of updates. And what we have is that the soft covers are should be shipping out currently. Okay. And they've almost finished the hardcover with the slipcase or something or other. Gotcha. Because, as I said, I can understand people's irritation. Yeah. Because, like, a month, yeah. maybe two months, okay, six months of delays, that's that's getting a little excessive. Yeah. And a lot of people are hoping they never work with Dynamite again. I'm with them on that. That's fair. Yep. Uh, and or, then, or maybe this was one off for Dynamite. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And then no other updates from what I've seen. No, not so far. Um, but... You know, it is 
less than a month away from the release of the first. That's true. It's very exciting. Secret project. Didn't so, even really think about it until now. Yeah. So we're going to have that to listen to and blind yep. react to. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess up until that point, I can start listening to the. If they're available on Hoopla or something similar, I'm going to listen to the Skyward series. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, because as much as the, the second Powder Mage trilogy, it's not grabbing me the way it should. I don't think that's even a, a mark on the book. I think that's a mark on what my brain wants yep. right now. So, yeah. My brain didn't want In the Shadow of Lightning until you said you finished it. But it's really liking The Lies of Lakamura. Lies of Lakamura is good. Um, I'm having trouble getting into that for the third time. So that's the thing. Because I started it once... And then I started it again, and circumstances interrupted my reading of them both times. I see. So this is my third read, my third attempted read through, yeah. and I will freely admit that my brain is kind of struggling with it. But I have it on Audible now, so I will eventually get yeah. through it. The world building is yes. first class. I will say By that um, the premise of Everglass is something, is that what's called? Elder Glass. Elder Glass. The premise of Elder Glass is something that I actually want to include in a tabletop world eventually. There's actually a premise. Okay, so there's an idea that I have of a city. I'm going to go into this with the assumption that it's going to be edited out. Should we maybe just stop recording? Maybe we should just stop recording. All right. Um... We may we may attach an, uh, a further addendum. Oh yeah, to this for the lost, for the metal. lost metal. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll just it here. Pause it. Yeah. The music you hear is part three, "The Spirit" from Zavadilla's "The Music of Elantris," produced by B-Roll Records. Available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners. <laughs>